in a world where two oh, people Lord. caught in a podcast. It's far too early for this. With their cat at six in the morning. If you hear. They start to do. Oh, God. A pod. This Are you about summer. done? No. <laughs> Let me have my fun. If you hear little sniffling and little like chipmunk noises in the background, that's our kitten, Luna. If you haven't been following along in the latest week or two, we that have a our, kitten. That was our opportunity to try to convince them that we bought a chipmunk. Are you so, like, you come up with the stupidest jokes when we film. <laughs> Like they're they're bad. They're not good. Like they're not funny. Oh my god! No, why so do you even want to marry uh, me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought our kitten to the office for the first time today, and so she's kind of exploring around us and underneath me right now. Is she? Yeah, it's always funny when we bring her to a new place. She always crawls out of the the bag so slowly. With her butt high in the air, like she's on the prowl or something. Oh, she just hit her head on a pole. Uh, On a C-stand. On a (laughs) (laughs) C-stand. So we've been very much enjoying kitten parent life. Me especially. I'm obsessed. It's a really good segue into this week's topic where we're going to be talking about uh, no distractions. One of the things that I personally noticed um, in terms of things that I benefits of getting the cat is my screen time dropped like a ton, like almost in half. I went from yeah. like five hours a day down to like two, which is yeah, pretty amazing because one of my goals this year was to be less distracted by my phone and less distracted in general because I find once you start getting in your phone, um, you, all of a sudden you're starting to check emails and then you're getting distracted by other things and then you're not even getting your tasks done. Um, and the cat has been, I think I'm just swapping screen time for cat time, but it, it's definitely a better but use of my is time. Healthier. Yeah, the cat time is definitely a better use of my time than trying to just scroll through Instagram aimlessly because it's one of those things that the phone just sucks you in, whereas the cat kind of sucks you in in a different way where it like, oh, I need to feed it and I need to do other proactive yeah. things. that, And it brings a lot more joy than just like the superficial, all right, I just need to get likes and post photos and all this other stuff. Well, I think we realized we needed to talk about this particular subject because it has a huge effect on, I mean, not just your productivity, but how successful you are. Um, If you are constantly distracted and consumed by your phone, um, not only is that taking away time from you doing the things that are important, but it's also... It, you're you're retraining your brain to think that what's in your phone is important. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what you're being shown is truth. And you texting people or responding to things or being on Twitter or, um, you know what I mean, being like constantly updated with what's going on in your phone and like replying to somebody right away, like that is not important. No, not at all. Um, and it's funny because my best friends and I, don't text. Like I'm not a texter. We don't even text. We don't text <laughs> because I just think it's, it doesn't make sense as a conversation. And I hate being on my phone. Um, I hate scrolling through like random, I don't know, feeds and things like it just feels like, I feel like it's not reality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's also where you think you might be educating yourself or like, I'm in the know or I'm getting news. or You're just clouding yourself. It's true. And then (laughs) this is going to sound way too like Illuminati. Um, What uh, is with the deep voice today? It's kind of fun. Hello and welcome. Don't you like the dynamics of the podcast if I change my voice? I'm not the one who gets to wear headphones. You wear the headphones. And it sounds amazing. And you sound like a dork. I have a beautiful voice. Hi, did you know that I sang on a kid's TV show? Oh my God, get back to the point. So one of the, <laughs> my Illuminati thing and the more important part of this conversation um, is that the, the reality is the more that you like certain things, the algorithm is going to feed you things that you like. So you're really not even getting exposed to new ideas, new concepts, uh, new things because there's a system in place to try to appeal to things that appeal to you. Appeal to things that try to appeal. Did that make sense? So much appealing. Yeah, <laughs> and I would like to appeal 
rail against those things uh, so I can have a better quality of life. So, you know, one of the things that I've done recently is I've been reading this book called Essentialism, which talks about what's actually necessary in your life and what's not necessary in your life and looking at like a really high level view of it and being brutally honest with yourself to be like, actually, what is a good use of my time? Because pretty much I would say on your phone, 98% of whatever you're doing is not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Like I was even trying to edit yesterday. It felt like everyone in the world was texting me, emailing me. Everyone needed something else right away. Everyone had a different idea about how I should spend my time. And it was so frustrating because I was like, I literally booked this entire day and yesterday, by the way, to edit. And I ended up spending half of yesterday doing other things. Yeah. And then I just got so frustrated that I turned off my phone, Yeah. worked super productively for like two hours, and then immediately had this fear that I was like missing out on something. Like what if someone was trying to get in touch with me? What if something really important happened? Like I always have this fear that like, someone's been in a car crash and like it'll be right when I turn off my phone that like I'll need, like the doctor will call me to go to the hospital. Yeah, but what are like the actual chances of that? Well, that's the thing. That's probably because in my life that has happened to me. So I just think that is going to happen. Yeah, but like even though it's happened to you once, out of all the time you've had your phone off, how much does that percentage actually like equate to? Uh, like a very slim amount. So, so the reality is if you look at the statistics and the numbers, it's so low that you should still just keep your phone off. Yeah. Keep it off all the See, I'm, so I'm really bad. Like I need to I be... I love having my phone off. I need to, I actually need to put my phone like in another room. Or I, need I need to, to like hide it from I you. Actually, I've actually put my phone in our safe in our house. Yeah, I love when you do that. So that I can just concentrate. <laughs> and I, I mean, the cat's changed a lot of things for me in terms of like my phone consumption. And yeah. I also recognize when I'm like scrolling way quicker than I used to in the past. Yeah. And that just comes with like a level of... I mean, part of it is I think Instagram is getting a little bit more boring these days. And a part of it is like, we need to Ooh, see more. Well, statement. That, that could be a whole nother episode. You think Instagram's getting boring? Well, I also think s- static images, everything's shifting to video. So I think Instagram will become more interesting if it shifts more to a video perspective and not IGTV. Well, it kind of is though. Like a lot of people share like the beginning of their IGTVs to their feed. Yep. So it is. Yeah, but it, I mean, I it's just a feeling. It's not like an actual. Well, anyways, this is that's a separate topic. But yeah, Chris and I kind of have different ways of looking at using our phones. Like, say we're out and we're like shopping for things for the office. No, you're priming like this to make me sound like a ding, dingleberry. No, no. Okay, go. I'm not. If I if I so, end up like a dingleberry, Chris is. <laughs> Methodology. <laughs> no, 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 not a, not a, no, phone. no. Fine. Chris's philosophy in using his phone is that if it's something that takes less than five minutes, he should do it right away, which I don't think is wrong. It's I think not, it's good. It's just how I use my phone. It's how I do a lot of things. And me, on the other hand, I like to organize all my tasks into like little categories that are that make the most sense. So if I need to respond to text messages, I'll respond to them all like when I can actually you're be like thoughtful a, about them on like the couch at person. home. Yeah, yeah, I want to do it all at once. I don't want to do like little things here and there because it feels like I'm not actually getting anything done that way. Yeah. Um, so same thing with if I have a bunch of things that I want to like research on websites, say I'm looking for like a fake plant. I'm looking for like a big leafy fake plant for the office. I'm not going to like look in the store on my phone. I'll be like, oh, I'll wait till I get home. I'll open my laptop and I'll do like a legitimate search. Like I'm, this is the time I'm searching for the plant. And I won't look again after that. Yeah. I'm like this is my time to look for the plant. Whereas you more likely pull out your phone and be like, oh, I'll just do it right now. Yeah. And I think like there's good and bad things to both of those like ways of using devices yeah. and researching. One could argue that strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, too, and like you could just get it over with right there. And um, then like you could look at what I'm doing as kind of a bit of procrastinating, which I don't think is entirely wrong. Like sometimes I am procrastinating when I do that. Um, but at the same time, like if you did everything that only took under five minutes and we've like, well, this has happened, like we're out to spend the day together to shop for stuff. 
And then I've noticed that pretty much the entire time we're out, you're walking around the store on your phone and I'm pulling and, you yeah, around places to show you things present. and not being present. Then I get really frustrated. I'm like, why am I here with you? I feel like I'm walking around the store alone. Like I might as well just come here by myself. Yeah. Which is a, it's fair. That's a fair feeling. Um, so I think there is this balance of like, wait, if, if I'm to look in hindsight at both of our habits, I would suggest that I think there, you shouldn't like, you shouldn't be looking up things on your phone while you're out. If it's like a one thing or two things, I don't think that's a huge deal. No. Well, it's, it's meeting in the middle of like how our priorities work. So I think, I think recognizing what actually can be done in five minutes and what will give you like a, maybe like an ROI or. Cause it's like, if you did all the five minute things, it's kind of like if you take all the quick phone calls that everyone wants. Yeah. Then you get nothing done. Then you get nothing done. Totally. So I think. You're getting everything done, but nothing done at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. And then if you also wait for everything, then everything just piles up and then it just feels overwhelming and you maybe don't don't even start too, right? Mm-hmm. So there, I think there's a combination. And I think my issue is that it's like, I'll be like, oh, we should get the plant right now. But like that thing is something that could wait. Whereas maybe uh, someone slides into your DMs for a collab and that collab could like push your career forward. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh no, I need to actually do this right now. Or maybe this interest will go away. So and then that those are just two random case studies. And you know, you can categorize things that are important in your life. But I think meeting somewhere in the middle between those, like I need to be better at saying no, just in general, mm-hmm. so that I can be less distracted by a bunch of stuff. Because mm-hmm. also that goes to a core philosophy trying to like please everybody and yeah. make everyone happy. The thing that you definitely well, I mean, you can bring up things that I do if you want, but yep. I think the thing you definitely don't need to do anymore is when someone texts you, respond to them right away. Yeah. And you're very much like, as soon as someone texts you, you feel like you have to get back to them yep. like instantly, which is not... And that's the that's the thing I really don't like about phones. Like text messaging is instant and very convenient and because you can instantly like reach that person wherever they are and let them know your message without without really bothering them in a way because a phone call like demands their time whereas like a text message they can look at it and be like oh right I do have to do that I'll respond to them later and it's on your list of priorities so it's like a little urgent but not quite as urgent as a phone call yeah. but what's happened is people still think that that's something you need to respond to right away and it, it and it pulls your attention away from whatever you're doing, especially if it's like a stressful text message or yeah. something. I had it yesterday where I was working with Lucas, my editor, and we were talking through like the creative on the video that we were currently shooting and someone texted me and it was like something that not even important at all. And then I'm like, wait, what was, what are we even talking about again? And like, mm-hmm. I lost this whole like creative flow and this creative moment and all this interesting things that we were going to talk about. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, like, And then it was like, I just, I'm just shutting my phone off. It's no more world, please. Yeah. I have such, like, I love, I love phones. And I think this episode is pretty much geared towards phones, unless you can think of any other ways that well, we get distracted. But. How funny is it? So like, I have this feeling all the time and correct me if I'm wrong. And, and if anybody at home also feels this way, you can join our Patreon and our creative club to join in the conversations that we have on our fun little groups. We're uh, the worst at plugging things. Yeah, but, but it actually is pretty great if you don't know about our creative club, basically, like we can connect with you guys one-on-one. It's a really intimate group of people and you guys can participate in the episodes. You get exclusive extras, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, presets, bunch of presets, fun stuff. Presets, oh my God, it's like so many presets. You get all our latest presets. You get um, the highest tier actually has one of my prints that we'll mail to you. So Exclusive Lizzie Pierce, one of a kind, never it printed again. It is one again. of a kind. Prince. It will never be printed again. So if you want to go take a look-see at that and if it interests you, I won't bother you anymore by talking about it. Okay. So coming back to what I was talking about there, do you ever like go to the gym and you're like... No. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist. Okay. (laughs) Do you ever go somewhere and you need to bring your phone because you need like the media or... The music or something? The music or something like that but you don't want the text messages and the Instagram and all the other stuff. Like you're like, I just want it as like an iPod, but because yeah. this thing can do everything, yeah. I know what's going to happen is I'm going to sit on the freaking elliptical. Put it on airplane mode. I know, but then you don't, maybe you don't get the data and then maybe your yeah. song isn't saved or maybe you want to listen to a podcast and you're like, I want to listen to Crime Junkie right now, but I can't That's because me. it's the latest episode and I didn't download it. It's not the thing. And then a freaking text message comes in yeah. and then you didn't actually even get a workout done. Like you're like, you finish your workout and you're like, oh, sick. I didn't even sweat. That's cool. 
Because you were texting. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers hurt. Tight. Yeah. So really, we're just shitting on having a phone. <laughs> no, we're not shitting on having a phone. It's just that it's it's hard to be really present with your phone and being, um, what's the word, conscious of just like how you're using it. I think you just have to set boundaries. I mean, as much as you can. As but much like, as you can. The, the phone and social media is literally designed it's to just so suck hard. you in. But yeah, like when you're... Well, one thing that I did that did really help is turning off notifications. Yep. Um, for and you can set certain times that they'll turn off too. I believe. Yeah. Is that right? Um. So I don't know when I've gotten X email. I don't know when someone's replied to something on Twitter or whatever. Because if I was sitting there getting notifications for everything, then I'm going to want to check it. And instead, I'm really trying to set two times of the day that I check social media stuff. Yeah. And so I have, um, so the planner I have is called a full focus planner and they encourage you to start a workday startup routine and a workday shutdown routine. So you can write down all the things you do to like start off your workday. Um, and then you kind of estimate how long it takes. And I definitely overestimated how long it takes, but it's good because I'll block off that like, I think I estimate it takes an hour. And you, sometimes it only takes me a half hour. So then I finish it even sooner, but I know that, oh, it may take me an hour to get through my emails, check on my YouTube stats, check on my Instagram stats, check on Twitter, like do a quick post, like get a post ready for noon, um, do a quick tweet, you know, like I have time in the morning to do those things. Um, And same thing at the end of the day, I can come back and check how everything did uh, or plan something for tomorrow, reevaluate. Because for me, it's my job. So I think I need to treat it as a scheduled thing that I do versus something I'm checking all the time that, you know, someone else who is using it recreationally would do. Um, And even though it's hard and sometimes like I sneak in a check like midday when I'm eating lunch, I don't really think that's a huge deal. Yeah. But scheduling it helps. And like I even noticed yesterday while I was editing, I would want to go over and like look on YouTube really quick. And I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm checking it in two hours. Yep. Nothing's like, it'll be fine. The world won't crumble if I check it in two hours. I'm not, I don't need to look at that right now. Yeah. I have two like little um, things to add to like kind of what you're saying there. A good philosophy to have is to like create more than you consume. So then if you want to like consume more, then technically you have to create more. So Did you read that somewhere or something? Um, I think I read it in like a Medium blog post like a long time ago. Huh. And it's kind of like the mentality even if it's like if you want to eat bad food, then you better work out to like compensate for it. So like if you really, really want those things, mm-hmm. then you should offset it with something that's actually really healthy for you. Yeah. Right. So that's a good mentality. And I mean, it's not it's not always easy to do so. But if you can try your best to create more than you consume, that's like that's a good way good way of either being like, cool, I'm gonna allow myself to be distracted or I'm gonna allow myself to consume the things that I want. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I need to be also having output for things for people to consume. But I think if if that's your motto, let's say your MO. Because like at first when you said that, I pictured someone like sitting in front of a computer and then making videos all the time and then uploading them and then just watching videos. You know what I mean? Like a cycle of it. But I think part of, and Chris and I actually did a talk about this, um, part of creating is actually living life. Yep. Because what the hell are you going to make? If you, you know, what can you make that actually has legitimate feelings and emotions and like something to say if you haven't lived it? If you haven't come to that conclusion yourself. And that's why so many um, videos, especially from, and I'm not saying this is everyone, but I'm just saying if you're really, really young and you're making like an amazing video, a lot of them don't say anything. You're not actually like, it's got great transitions. Like it, the execution is great, yeah. but it's not saying anything. There's no story. There's no emotion. It's not, it's, it's a pretty video, but it doesn't, you're not getting any point across. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And so creating isn't just, oh, I'm going to make this sick travel drone footage and add all these cool transitions and color corrected and make sure it's like technically perfect. It's putting a lot of effort into that story and like being an artist is 
emotional and connecting and and living it. And so if if that's what you want to do and you want to make something that means something, then you have to put your phone down. You have to lock it in the safe. You have to actually go out and live your life. (laughs) Take, you know, do the things that scare you and then pay attention to how you feel in those moments and think of ways that you can like share how you feel or like create a community around it. Um, You know, it's... You so like we're just it it almost frustrates me because it feels like there are all these things that are benefiting us, but that also all these things that are in the way of people actually being able to like live fulfilling lives. It's weird because the phone ends up becoming this like weird ball and chain almost. Yeah, and I know so many people that I was really close with, like close friends growing up. Yeah. And it's funny because my job is social media but I feel like I'm less distracted by it than they are. Yeah. Like they're in this constant stage of consuming the information and getting influenced by it. And because I literally study it, and so do you, I can take everything with a grain of salt and I understand, I'm like, I know what that person's doing. I know what that company's doing. They're trying to appeal to me to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, and you can recognize it. And I can recognize it and I know when to step back. But so many people and especially like young people, uh, teenagers growing up, it's like, this would be so hard. Like I think about growing up now and I mean, we just, we pretty much just had Facebook when we were teenagers. Yeah. And And that was damaging enough for me and MSN. That was damaging enough to constantly have to see edited photos of other people, even people I knew. And if we're just talking about like feeling self-conscious and having it affect your self-esteem, like it's, it's really damaging what, what it can do. And especially like you see now with Facetune and, and like young girls wearing so much, I don't know. I'm getting off topic, but it's just like, let's just finish the the train of thought for a second. I remember um, I was talking to somebody and they said that they're like, 14-year-old daughter literally got all dressed up. She got all dressed up to literally go to a party to take the single photo and then they left so that she could say she was at the party. And I was like... That's that's fucked up. That's messed up. That's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, that's super (laughs) fucked up. Yeah, and I remember it being really important when we went to put together Facebook albums of events, like semi-formals and things in high school, and it being really important to post like a full album of that Mm. and get tons of photos and whatever. And like, that was the result. And so immediately after event, like after an event, the next day it would be, okay, download all the photos off my point and shoot, like upload them, come up with a cute title, like add all the captions. And then you knew everyone was going to go through it because I don't know, it was just, it's, Like it was a nice thing to have like those memories and now looking back, like they are just memories. But I remember at the time it being so important, you know? Well, I also think people are craving time away from their phones. Like this is why topics like this are like super relevant. Yeah. I I did a post on Facebook. Sorry, I did a post on Instagram where I was like, it was like one of those like little cottages in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, one of my goals this year is to just be off the grid and be in a cottage. And everyone's like, oh, me too. Me, same, same, same over here. But like you and I have talked about this and we want to book a weekend somewhere and like leave our phones in the car. Yeah. Have it have no, have it have, have the place have no Wi-Fi whatsoever. We don't bring computers. We are debating whether even to bring a camera because I like the idea of like, I find it really relaxing to take some of my self portraits because it's like a quiet thing that I can it's also do. It's kind of very much artistic. And like it's artistic. Extra, yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 fun. It's just pure fun for me. Um and especially when you're doing something on your own, there's no opportunity for like disagreements or anything. You know, you're just working with yourself. So yeah. how can you get in a fight with yourself? So it's nice. So we're kind of debating whether or not to bring cameras. Um but same thing This is actually good. Not just phones. Like sometimes I think you find your camera distracting almost. Like when you have your camera with you when we're going out. Yeah. Like Chris's personality versus mine. Chris is very like, let's get it right now. Let's go. I have these great ideas. Like let's go do it, which is great. Like you have awesome energy. But when we're out and you have your camera, I feel like you you almost like owe it to the camera 
to take photos of everything now that you have it. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just that I have this anxiety of running out of content. Oh, and is then that I, it? And then, I, and then I'm like, oh... Uh, but the funny part is, is I have too much of it now that I don't even edit the stuff I've shot. Because I feel like sometimes I see you taking photos and I'm like, is he really going to use... I'm like, maybe he will. I don't, I don't know. But part of it too is like you have these like happy accidents, happy accidents. And yeah. like you're surprised and you're like, I'm glad I brought it. And like, I'm glad it, at that moment happened. And yeah. So there's definitely like two sides to the coin there where one is like, we had one day when we were in Switzerland where we didn't bring our cameras and we had like a beautiful day mm-hmm. and we didn't just like, we shot with our phones and stuff like that. Or, or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's other days where we brought our cameras and we also had a really fun day shooting videos. So, you know, to each their own, but the day that we didn't have our cameras and we were purposeful, it was also a really nice day. Mm-hmm. Well, those are my favorite. Yeah. Actually, I think it was probably our favorite part of the trip was when we just like walked around Lucerne, like just with yeah. our phones. I mean, I love... The fact that when we go to a location when we're traveling, we almost have purpose in taking photos makes me appreciate the location more. Um, it gives us something to do. It gives us something to do. Yeah, we can stay at a <laughs> at a beautiful, you know, lookout spot for like an hour or two just taking photos. Whereas someone else would go up, go all the way to the place, which may take them like an hour or two hours. They look at it for like twenty minutes. They're like, cool, and then they leave. Yeah. Um, so. That side of photography I do really love, but it's it's so nice when we go out just the two of us without cameras, even without phones when we can, or I just like, or we only bring one phone for the sake of directions, for yep. example. And it's funny because it like in my mind, yeah, I want to say that it's almost like I remember what it was like before we did this. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm like a normal person. <laughs> Like, that's how I picture, like, that's how I think of us when we go out without our cameras. I'm like, oh, we're being like normal people now. Because <laughs> when we have our cameras, like, we can be really obnoxious. And we're like, yeah, let's get this photo. Let's get this photo. And, like, people are staring at us. We're and in the street. We're in the street. And, like, we're splashing things. And, like, <laughs> you know, so it's you know nice those, like, to just Insta- blend in a yeah. little bit, you know? You know those Instagram accounts where they make fun of Instagram people? I, like, I secretly feel like we've probably ended up on one of those at some oh point. Oh, my God, As yeah. someone filming from a distance and you us, like, jumping stupid. in the water. Yeah. <laughs> in, like, the most beautiful place in the world. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? But I think if we... But the thing is, when we don't bring our cameras and we only bring one phone, for example, do you know how much money we end up spending that day? I know. Like, we go... We'd like... I guess we like spending money. We like shopping. I love shopping. But you love shopping, too, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I feel like that's what we end up doing. Like, yeah, we go and we look around, like we'll go to museums or what. that. I'm talking about specifically when we're traveling. Um, but usually, yeah, we'll have like really nice meals. We'll have like wine a couple times we're and like, then we'll we go shopping. To- <laughs> and then <laughs> It's like we get distracted by life. When we're like, we're like, oh my god, all the things we could do with like, look, let's let's do all of this today, and it ends up being like a really fun day. But I'm like, holy crap, we spent so much money. So worth it though. It's worth it. So what are some of your your takeaways or some of the other things that you feel in a world where we're full of distractions? How do you how do you get back to a place where you're either feeling content, creative, not feeling distracted? I think you a lot of this comes with being self-aware. Yep. And knowing that's definitely number one. That's number one. And if you don't consider yourself to be very self-aware, then make it an exercise for yourself maybe every day to evaluate how you were feeling, what made you feel X way and um, maybe do the Enneagram test and see, we talked about that in our last episode. So go back and listen to that one and then you'll know what that is. Um, To know more about yourself and how certain things like social media make you feel or having your phone around, you know, make you feel and how productive it makes you? Is it affecting your self-esteem, your self-worth, imposter syndrome, all of those things? And although it's, it's pretty much impossible to not use it now, like you'll be cut off at this point from a big portion of what's happening in the world. Yeah. Um, information, people, connections, news, you know, you, you kind of need it to stay up to date, even with your close friend group. Um, 
but there are ways that you can limit your exposure to it. Yeah. To keep you a happy person, to keep you a productive person, and to take the best parts about social media and make it work for you. It's inevitable that sometimes you get a little sucked in, but that's why having that self-awareness is so important because you can go, hey, I'm feeling like really down and lethargic. Maybe it was that hour or two I was scrolling on Instagram doing shit all. Yeah. You know? I also don't beat yourself up if you have good days and bad days. And, you know, it's not like a one-stop fix. Oh, okay. And now that I'm self-aware about it, I'll never get consumed by it. Like, No, you will. I have days where like I am like so in control of like my usage. And then other days I'm like, what happened? Like I wasted the day doing nothing. Yeah. And it's mostly when I'm like probably being sad or depressed or stressed or overworked that I really like dive into it. Mm -hmm. And to like get real, we were talking about like the Enneagram. So like I definitely know like my personality type is that I always want to try to make people happy and I need to be like liked by Mm -hmm. people. And like when I became aware of that and be like, oh, maybe I I just don't need this like validation from like a post or a Mm -hmm. like or a comment or something like that. And like, although those things make me feel good and on a good day, if something performs well, but this is sick, I have a nice little boost of energy, but I'm Mm -hmm. not going to like harness my self-worth in constantly checking social media because that's not getting distracted by your phone. That's you getting distracted by your insecurities. Mm -hmm. You, this isn't so much about being distracted really, but it's important for you to know your personality type again. So you understand, and I'm just talking about like being happy, like how to be happy and be productive and, and get your work done. You need to know what motivates you and what habits you have that put you into those ruts. Um, And everyone has this kind of damaging thought cycle at some point about something. And for you, it was, you know, doing the Enneagram test. Basically, the Enneagram test is you answer a series of questions and it tells you you're one of like, nine personality types. Yeah. Um, And Chris found that super helpful because now he really understands his motivations behind everything. And for me, um, the Enneagram test was helpful, but for me, it was probably when I started working with a psychologist that I realized some of the things that I was doing and the damaging thoughts I was having to myself. And well, I also have mild OCD. I'm pretty sure like a lot of people in the world have mild OCD. And I don't think that's like, I'm not going around switching, you know, lights on and off thinking that, I mean, if someone does do that, I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying that's no, not. That, but that's how, that's, that's like how me. people understand OCD is like, they're like, oh, I've heard it's about people who wash Washing their hands. Washing their hands 20 times a day. The, the, no. You know, there's a spectrum of that. You have um, certain kind of compulsions that you develop and like one is checking, for example. I like, I check things all the time to make sure that it's okay or it's the way that it was supposed to be. Yeah. That can be anything. Um, well, it ties I, back to what we were talking about before that you want to check your phone just in case maybe I'm getting a call or a text yeah, about... Yeah, because it's related back to anxiety for me fear as well. fear and everything else. So if that's something you guys want to hear more about, We can talk about that in a later episode. Let us know in the description or DM us on Instagram or join our creative club and we can talk about that more. But yeah, it, it helped me, um, know what my triggers are and what to avoid and, but not even like you can't totally stay away from those things, but also how you treat those events when they do happen. Um, and knowing that, oh, that's not important. That shouldn't upset me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, there's a lot of like inner work that you have to do before you realize that it's not the phone that is distracting you, that it's really probably like your anxiety. It's something else that you're trying to scratch or relieve or get. (laughs) So for me... Sometimes it is you're looking for a distraction. Yeah, and that's fine. Like sometimes like we choose, sometimes we're like, you know what, we're going to pick a garbage show to watch and we're both just going to consume some shows and go shopping. And that's cool because we've decided to do that. Oh my God, Chris walked in on me. Was it? No, not last night, two nights ago. 
And I was watching the oh trashiest Netflix show ever. She's like, I just like to shut my brain off sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I like, don't normally watch these shows. I'm talking like maybe once a year I watch oh, something and like it this. it ended and you were like, we have to find out if John is going to propose to It was Susan. one of those really stupid dating shows where like people... It was It's so like blind bad. dating so they can talk to each other. And they supposedly like fall in love with each other by just talking and they don't see what the other one looks like, but they only get to, oh, that was my stomach. It grumbled, but they only get to see each other when one of them proposes to the other. But then the, they have to get married on the show and it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. There's also like, <laughs> there's not an ugly person on the show too. So that's well, the other, um, well, I don't know. There's that one guy. Okay. <laughs> There's no one that's like horrid looking. No. So like for me, if there was a gremlin on the show, it would make it more interesting. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> then it's like- Totally. It could be like, ooh, it's about, anyways. Ooh, who's going to get the ugly one? <laughs> no. It's like whack-a-mole. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Ooh, yeah, so that that's a good example. I just wanted something totally mindless because normally we watch- like, I don't really like watching comedies or I'm picky about the comedies I watch. They have to be pretty, really good. Pretty much only like Seth Rogen Pretty much comedies. if they have Seth Rogen, I'm going to like it. And that's about it. You know what um, I'm surprised? Okay, this is a complete tangent, but it's kind of funny. Every what? time oh. Seth Rogen's like wearing a suit, Lizzie's like, Seth Rogen looks good. I'm like, he's... <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And like his, his shirt's on. She's like, has he been working out? Did <laughs> he work out for this role? It's like, what? You know what? He got Charlize Theron in that one movie. I know. And Yo, she's a cat. She's a queen. So I just imagine that I'm her in that situation. (laughs) Okay. And also if I, then I'd be president (laughs) of the United States, which would be weird. Yeah. But honestly, that'd be an upgrade. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, but I was talking about something else. Oh yeah. So normally we, we don't really watch comedies. Like we don't watch a lot of lighthearted things. We watch like thrillers or um, I think it's crime like, dramas. Like, like real, yeah. I like I, want I think it it's weird because I don't even think we want to distract ourselves from like the realities of the world. Like yeah. we're like, oh, okay. So let's- I went to the complete other extreme, or I mean, and a lot of the fiction I watch. Actually, I like a lot of TV, so I'm not going to generalize it. But I do love horror movies. But usually, yeah. I'll gravitate towards something serious. Like a drama, a thriller. It's the same with books. We only like nonfiction. Yeah, I only like... Oh, do you... Have you decided you only like nonfiction Pretty too? much. I mean, you kind of like some fiction, but mostly I think you read nonfiction. I don't... I haven't read fiction in... I don't know. Since I was a teenager, maybe. Yeah. There was there was a quote that I heard in one of um, Macklemore's songs like recently because I started listening to like the Heist album again. And like one of the rap lyrics was... Um, I need to find a better way instead of getting out of bed and checking a new, checking on a new hit again is one of like the lyrics. Uh-huh. And I like related to that so much because sometimes I feel like I like wake up and I'm like, first things first, I need to like have a validation on how's my video doing? Yeah, how's you shouldn't my check likes? your phone it's right bad. away. It's like, and like, again, that's like another thing that you're distracted by some uh, something else other than your phone because the phone is just a means to get to the thing that you want, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many like, productive things. You don't need a thousand apps. I guarantee there's, I probably use like six apps on my phone and everything else is just like complete garbage or a waste of time. So like I would highly recommend reading the book Essentialism. It's been really helpful for me to learn how to say no to things too, Mm -hmm. because I think you get distracted also by taking on too much. And then by taking on all these things, you're, you don't even know how to get to like the core things that you want to get done. And then you're just constantly distracted by, all right, I got to do this now. Now I got to do this. And also you can be, I find being bored, like allowing yourself to be bored, like not just being like distracted because you're like, oh, I have a free moment. I can just sit at the doctor's office while I wait and Mm -hmm. be on my phone. Like, why don't you just be bored or why don't you talk to somebody? Because like that will open up so much more in your life Mm -hmm. and happiness in your life at like a real core value. So those are some of my tips. Like every time I go to a spa with you yeah, and we have an opportunity to sit in a steam room or something or sit in a hot tub or like even when we're at home and I'm like, I'm going to take a bath yeah, and I'm in the room by myself and I put on like nice candles and it's dim lighting and I'm not watching a show. I'm just sitting there. That's when I come up, like I'll leave and I'll have two or three really good ideas yeah, for the next 
pieces, the next few pieces of content that I want to make. The um, what, who was it? Who's the famous director? The really, really big one. M Night Shyamalan. Uh, not Ron Howard. The one that did. Okay, whatever doesn't matter. E. T. Oh. Spielberg. Yes. So Spielberg. I'm like, no, this is really Spielberg used to say that he came up with his best ideas when he was driving. So like yeah. what he would do is he'd just like drive aimlessly and he like that sensation and like that sensory input from like all over the place would generally trigger things for him to be most creative. So, you know, he would pretty much like he wouldn't consume his mind and his what is it? The prefrontal cortex with like things that just don't matter. So mm-hmm. like rather than being bored, you're letting your subconscious come to the front of your mind and that's how you come up with like great ideas and have breakthroughs. And it's the same when you take a shower. It's the same that if you fully let yourself just be bored mm-hmm. and do nothing or go for a walk, oh my God, you'll be so inspired because you're not just doing things. You're you're like, you're, what you're doing is doing nothing. It's so hard to come up with an idea when you're sitting there and going, I need to think of an idea. I need to think of an idea. Yeah, that's the worst. That's why creative sessions are like generally not that good unless people are good at like improv in that group. There's someone I really want to have on the podcast. Um, Josh. Seth Rogen? No. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, that'd be great, but doubt that. Um, What's Josh's full name? I don't remember his last name. (laughs) Why would you do that? Okay, I'm sorry. Why would you do that to me? Well, I wanted to Here, shout talk about out. something and I'll look it up. Okay. He goes by the creative coach. So there's Josh, also known as the creative coach there. I know, but that's not his... Can you just talk about something so I can look up his last name? Because now I feel embarrassed. Okay. I mean, so there's this one segment on this one show called Crime Junkie called Prep It of the Month. <laughs> and I absolutely hate it. But I'm sitting here... Zimmerman. Pl- playing with my cat. Let me finish my segment. No. Oh. So I'm playing with my cat right now and I kind of understand why they want. So we could have like a Luna segment of the month where right now, uh, oh, if you join, so cute if right you join now. the creative club, you can get exclusive pics of Luna as she's nibbling on my hand while I'm talking to you right now. Ooh. And that's a pretty great thing because she's a two month old kitten and she's cute as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. So Josh Zimmerman goes by the creator coach on Instagram and uh, here's his bio. Is officially the first ever life coach dedicated to creators and burnout. So he actually did a talk when I was at um, when I was speaking at Creators Offline. And are you really taking a picture of you with Luna while I'm talking to you? Yeah, I'm listening. Keep going. This is no. Josh. We're supposed to have. This is literally what we're talking about right now. You're getting distracted. I'm not getting distracted. I said on the segment. Pay attention if you to me. We're having a conversation. Exclusive content of Luna. I was fulfilling our Patreon needs. Okay, so he talks about how your body literally... Can you stop? I'm not doing He's it. making faces at me while I'm talking. I'm, so, I'm doing the interested face. Keep going. Do you want to hear what I'm saying? Yes. Does this matter to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any divorce lawyers listening? No. Or? Oh, my God. There's <laughs> so much drama. <laughs> um, <laughs> Luna, when she hits the ground... So Josh Zimmerman, creator coach, he talks about how your body literally, when you're stressed, chemically stops you from coming up with good ideas. (laughs) Like it puts you essentially into kind of a fight or flight. Yep. And it totally, it literally activates, I'm going to do a really shitty job at explaining this because I want to have him on and like talk about this in more depth. Yep. But long story short, the creative side of your brain gets shut off and the other side of your brain that's about survival <laughs> gets turned on and that's literally all you're able to do. So when you're stressed out and you're like, I need to think of a good idea, I need to think of a good idea, that creative side of your brain, done. Is that what it is? It's a little toot? Is that the door? Are you interested in what I talk about? I, I'm bad. Okay, um, we're trying to have some fun on this show. If it's all, oh, I'm serious, serious, serious. And then and you're like, I'm serious, serious, serious. And then I go, oh my God, here's Please, Chris, some more serious I things. invite you to add some value to this podcast. Oh my God, that was savage. <laughs> wow. I'm wow. just making it more interesting for our listeners. I was not, what? I was just trying to make it fun. <laughs> What is this person that I'm with? This mole. 
little stabby McStab stab over here. Oh, you guys want to see my back? It's covered in stabs. What the fuck? Because you're stabbing me with your heart. Okay. So anyways, I feel like, <laughs> like, look, we're even getting distracted on the podcast about distractions. Interception. Interception? <laughs> Inception. Inception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyways, um, I think that basically sums up our feelings on distraction. I just really, wanted you to, really, have to come back from that. Really, it comes down to a lot of like core core fears and core values. So if you can try to find a way to be aware of like what's triggering you, if you can find ways to uh, pay attention to your personality type, then there's probably a good chance that you can find a way to take distractions out of your life. I think the power of saying no is extremely strong too. That's something I struggle with on like a daily basis. Yeah. It's like if someone's like, oh, I want to grab a cup of coffee uh, because I'm only in town for a day. And I'm like, ah, okay, let's let's do it. Sometimes those things come up and you have to do them. I know. But I think it... Try scheduling those things that distract you into your day and see, I mean, if if they're distractions that you need to have once in a while, you know what I mean? If it's unavoidable, like checking social media, yep. then yeah, schedule them into your day. So you're like, oh, I have this time. I can do this. I can like scroll on Instagram for this amount of time. Yep. And then you're not depriving yourself of that. You're allowing yourself a set amount of time to do it. And also setting um, the timers on your phone yeah, for using certain tasks. apps. Yep. Um, that's been really helpful, but you have to actually listen to it and not ignore it like I do sometimes. Yeah. I also, one thing that we've been doing um, on the YouTube channel, specifically between Lucas and I, Lucas and I, we've been... Lucas is Chris's editor. Yeah, we've been tracking um, like our days. And so we build a calendar and then we actually like reflect on the at the end of the day being like, all right, did we actually get the desk built in an hour and a half or did it take three hours? Like, so that we know how long things actually take. And it always fluctuates, but sometimes... Are they taking longer than you thought? No. Um, Lucas is actually pretty spot on in terms of timing for things. Yeah, I'm he the, is. I'm the person that... He's not even like gives himself more time. Like he's pretty much always spot on with how long things take. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm the person that's like, it'll should, t- only take like it will an only hour. Take an hour, and it doesn't take an hour. It takes five. Yeah, because I'm like I can sometimes just be so bad. And there's other times where I I do like I get it right, but I would say that's not your forte, which is good that you're working with Lucas because even with you and I. Like I've noticed that you're not great at estimating how long things are going to take. No. Um, which is why I build the schedules, <laughs> but it's fine. Like you also are really good at other things, you know? That's- what are those things? I would love to be validated right now <laughs> on the moment, on the spot. No, we're talking about how great Lucas is. No, this is my podcast. <laughs> but I mean, the the subject of this podcast isn't really your forte. I know. I'm just having fun. Like, which and is also okay. I want to acknowledge that it's our podcast. I was just being sassy in the moment. Oh, I don't. I didn't even notice. So I pay attention to those things because for a while there, that's the thing you, you're see, good at. No self awareness and yeah. crediting people. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you leave a comment on a wherever you're listening. Yes, a review. Would Sorry, be, a comment to chill. Uh, I would like something a bit more <laughs> thoughtful if you can. <laughs> that would. Uh, really help us with the podcast because um, Chris and I have a podcast producer and we have an audio engineer and we're doing this. It's completely uh, self-funded along with some contributions from our Creative Club members, which we really appreciate. Um, If you don't know about a Creative Club, um, you can check that out in the show notes. And it gives you a lot of... I don't know, like really, you get a lot of behind the scenes content on the podcast itself. You get a lot of presets. Are you opening it right now? We can read off individual things. Um, well, I was also, we got some questions we posted to our Wait, group. Wait, I want finished. Tell everybody what they get. So some of the other things that you can get are exclusive photos that Lizzie and I post. Um, we're also posting. Oh yeah, you get cell phone backgrounds. You get um, computer backgrounds. 
you get, oh my God, there's so many things. I can never remember all of them. You get lots of stuff. And also you get to communicate with us and help answer. Like we do this couple of Q segment, which we're about to do right now. Yep. Specifically, if you go to patreon.com backslash a couple of creatives podcasts, you can look through the different tiers and find the one that suits you best. Uh, it starts anywhere from $2 all the way up to around $20. Um, your contribution helps fund everybody uh, that works on this podcast. Lizzie and I do not take any payments for this. This is our chance to give back to the community that has helped us. Um, so if you guys can go and check that out. Uh, also, you don't have to join if you just enjoy the podcast. It's always going to be free, but there are some exclusive episodes that those people in the community exclusively get. So Yeah, like if um, you... If you're not pleased that you only get two of these a month, then you get a whole extra episode. Dang, that's one more episode Dang. than I didn't know All I was right. going to get. So now it's time for a couple of cues. So our Creative Club members have asked us a few questions. I have three. How many do you have? I think I also have three. Um. Okay, so... They might be the same three. Are you looking at these ones? Yes. Okay, so first one is from 80... I'm sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. AD Mick. MC. ADMC. Okay. What was what was the hardest thing for you both after uni career-wise and couple-wise? Um bum, bum, bum. for me it was like the anxiety of having to prove to the world that I could build like a successful company and try to just even make money at it. Like when I first started, uh, I'll just say the numbers cuz it's, I think it's important to hear. Okay. Um, when I like first started the company, I made like 10 grand the first year I was still in university. I think the my actual first year out of school, I only made like 30 grand, which is like not... It's fine as a freelancer, but it, like I was still living at home and like it wasn't a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like stressed me out a lot. So I was like a really thrifty person. And I always just was like had fear that I didn't know if I could make a full-time career out of it because especially around that time, I had a lot of friends who were in engineering and like their first jobs and like the first thing that they did, like they got like six-figure incomes like right out of school. I feel like you're underestimating. I feel like you were making more than that. Well, like my actual first year, I oh. only made that. Oh. I, def I, I made way more the following years, but like that was something that like yeah. right out of school when I first started, mm -hmm. like I was struggling those initial months to just make like, I'd be stoked if I made like $400 in a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that's, that's not that much money. Yeah. And I remember like you would wake up and you would want to hop out of bed right at like six or seven in the morning or something. Yeah. And it would be like Saturday and I'd be like, I came all the way. Well, you were still living at your parents' house and I'd be like, I came all the way to Aurora to spend time with you. What are you doing hopping out of bed at 6 a.m.? I thought we were going to spend time together. Yeah. So that was, and you you didn't really, um, you didn't know yourself well enough to know that that was happening. No. And I think I had to pry it out of you. Yeah. Um, so that was a little challenging, but we, you know, talking about it was help. It what helped a lot, but it wasn't a huge um at least in our relationship, it wasn't a big conflict. No, it wasn't that big. I just, I always, I think what it represented is I wanted to serve you well as like a, a boyfriend at the time who, you know, wanted to treat you well and be... Yeah, uh, but be I a, was making even... Well, no, I was still I know, in school. but like you're... Think about it. Like when I met your parents, like money's a priority to them, right? So like yeah. I had a fear that like maybe that they had ingrained that into oh, you. No. So... And, you know, that also comes from just like being able to communicate because I mean, communication in general, even at those early stages of a relationship was still like, I only like really feel like every year I'm like, wow, we break barriers in terms of how we like work and communicate together. When I was working at the restaurant, I think I only made like 12000 a year. Yeah, which is crazy. But I mean, you're a student though. So I was like, a student, yeah. And my parents were helping me out. So I wasn't too concerned um, until... Yeah, I graduated, but then I had a job pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but my salary was about 35000 Yeah. But again, I still couldn't really pay my rent with that and I live know. in and Toronto. In Toronto, it's so expensive. So, so I those were some of like, the things that we struggled with. And I'm like, also, another thing that I struggled with from like a career standpoint is that like, I also just didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I never had like 
like I just started a business. Like I never really went anywhere. So I never had like any framework of like how to do certain things or how to grow a company. Yeah. And I think I thought I did because I had an ego and I thought I was like cool. But the reality is like I struggled a lot with finding my way and finding ways of making, like I could make money, but I just didn't yeah. know how to like scale it or build a proper business. And I was very proud of starting my own business. But yeah. the reality is I was just a freelancer. Yeah. Career-wise... After university, probably the hardest, it's, it's, that's a hard one to answer. I think when I got that job at the production company and then I realized I didn't like it, (laughs) I was very conflicted and I was really disappointed that it wasn't what I thought. Yep. It didn't make sense. Mainly it wasn't it wasn't the job itself I was doing. I I've been pretty open about how my boss was really frustrating. But what I really didn't understand was the lack of flexibility. Yeah. In terms of hours and in terms of vacation time. Because I was just like, if I'm getting the work done, what does it matter? Yeah. You know? But then if you're efficient, someone in that position just wants you to do more work. Yeah. So it I um and when you start somewhere, you only get two weeks vacation. Yeah. In a year. Yeah. That wasn't going to work for me. I really wanted to travel. How am I supposed to travel with two weeks? And there's, I have a, I had a whole list of places. I still have a whole list of places I wanted to go yeah. to. That didn't fit my life plan. No. And so not, not what I felt like. like, I felt trapped. Yeah. And um, that's kind of when, so when I realized I didn't want to work there anymore, I kind of gave myself an ultimatum. I said, okay, well, the minimum amount of time I need to stay here is probably a year, year and a half, you know, to put it on my resume. If I go and look somewhere else or for something else more flexible, um, then that's that's what I have to do and I'll just have to grin and bear it, you know? And so that's what I did. But it was really, it was stressful and, oh no, quitting that job... Quitting that job. We and should then, save that for another story. Oh, that's a, yeah. Okay. Maybe that'll be an entire podcast. Because I've done videos about it. Should make I a podcast like, like about quitting your job. Yeah. How to quit your job. How to quit your job. And Lizzie start Pierce. a new career. Okay. Um, what do we think couple-wise really quick? What was the hardest thing Um. after we graduated? Uh, probably just like time together. I'm sorry. Did you guys hear that? I'm a little hungry. Like I live really far away. Like, I mean, we always made it work. Like, I mean, uh, maybe not time together. I don't know if that's true. I think it was hard when I was working full time and you at like at the production company and you weren't. Yeah. I was traveling a lot too. Yeah. It was like, we were kind of on different schedules a little bit and we're in different places kind of. Yeah. That was it, but it wasn't hard. Like it's never been hard for us to be together. So, um, yeah. Um, we'll cycle back to that another time. There's nothing that's like pressing yeah. that is like, oh, remember okay, when that question. happened? Yeah, next question. If for some reason you weren't doing what you're doing now as far as a career, what would you be doing? Just answer the career because I actually have to go get my back cracked and I'm like super, super late. So just like, what would you want to be doing? <laughs> um, I'll answer first. I would okay. be a mechanical engineer. It has to be something completely different? Yeah. I'll elaborate. Maybe for the I'll time be. Being. Maybe I'd be a pilot. You'd be a great pilot. Pilot or yeah, I was bad in science. Can't be a dermatologist. And then her Instagram handle would be Pilot Lizzie. Yeah, I'd probably be a pilot. That sounds cool. I like that. We'll I elaborate like that. those again in the future. Um, okay, what attracted you to to this area of work? Oh, that's the hefty one. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can give you a core reason. But here's it's, the other thing: like, I don't think we knew this was an area of work <laughs> before we got into yeah. it. Um, one was creativity. Definitely. I always wanted to make sure that I was like, I was a musician before I liked creating something out of nothing. Yeah. So for me, it was having the, ab- also crawling on Chris's <laughs> shoulder right now. He's really trying to concentrate. <laughs> oh boy. She fell. And for me, I always wanted the chance to go and constantly be creating things. Um, TV as a medium was obviously very important to our societies. Like amongst our friends growing up in high school. Mm-hmm. So I think I gravitated towards working in a field where people respected that and like liked it and like, oh, I like television. Oh, you work in television? Like that sounds so interesting. Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Fun. So, so, and then I think at a very core core thing is I probably had a fear of not being liked 
which probably came from like a lot of yeah. problems. So I think in television, I had the opportunity to be liked by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that's why maybe I went towards it and then I just built the skill set. And so looking back on it now, uh, where I am, I, I love our career because we're constantly doing something new every day. It gives us the means to travel. We have the ability to have you know, a story to tell that mm-hmm. has impact and we can do good things. So I'm really excited about where we've been. And mm-hmm. now that I can address my core fears, I understand what what it is. I think when you're choosing any job, you definitely need to think about what it is you like. And from for both of us, I think it was we loved we want we knew we wanted to do something creative. And initially, like I thought I wanted to be a musician. Then I I thought I wanted to be an actor. I thought I wanted to be on stage. And then I kind of realized, okay, what is it that's going to be realistic that I'll enjoy that will make me money and, you know, fulfill the lifestyle I want where I can travel, um, where I can choose my own hours, where I can, you know, scale my business, um, So with all of those things together, that's kind of what brought us to where we are now. Um, But it's not something like when we were little, we were like, I want to be creative YouTubers and content creators. That's not really something. Isn't it funny that that's the number one career choice in America right now? In America or like North America or just like in the US? No, like in North America. Oh. It's like when they ask kids, what do you want to be when you're older? They all say YouTubers, the number one career choice that everybody wants. weird. Yeah. And then I think in China, it's like astronaut or something. That makes sense. It's, like way, di- it's way different. <laughs> so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. Okay. It's a good Chris career. Chris has to go get cracked, guys. So thank you guys so much for listening. Please leave us a review. Please check out the Creative Club. Um, and uh, tell your friends, tell your mom, share the potty on uh, the, the gram. And usually we repost them. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you on the next one. This summer, dum-dum. Lizzie Pierce, dum-dum. Chris Howe, dum-dum. Luna Howe Pierce, dum-dum. Howe. Okay. So many people have just skipped at this point. It's, I can hear everyone stopping the recording. Oh my God. In the future.